Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hola! I'm... Busy till the very last second taking notes about what was a nutty basketball weekend. Wow, there's a lot going on. You can tell they're eyeing March in college basketball. And actually, this was the last weekend in February. I think it makes me old that as the months go by faster and faster, I just can't believe how quickly the planet is spinning. And it seems like it gets faster. Uh, the the more that I set my calendar around sports, which is ew, <laughs> the more it seems to go faster and faster. And here we are on the cusp of March. And so it's not just college basketball as they're gearing up for what's to come, March Madness and the conference tournaments, but it's also in the NBA where there are not that many games left. You know, some teams are now under 20 games to go in their NBA season. And so it's getting to be crunch time, and you can tell that teams are fighting harder and there is more of a sense of urgency for a lot of these games, especially those in the Western Conference. Did you guys watch the the wacky chaos that ensued all over the Western Conference this weekend? The East has got some of its own battles, and those are fun, I suppose, but really can't hold a candle to what's happening in the West right now, where you do have the Nuggets with a healthy lead atop the conference, but then it is a scrumble. Really insane. The Grizzlies and Kings, they're firmly in second and third place right now, though that could obviously change before the season is done. And then you've got from fourth place down to 13th place. So fourth to 13th. That entire group of teams separated by just three games in the loss column and four games overall. That's crazy. The Suns. The Clippers, the Mavericks, right now are clear. The Mavericks better watch out. Right now, those three teams are clear of the 7-10 split, that 7-10 tournament. The Warriors, the Jazz, the Timberwolves, the Pelicans are the teams that would be in that 7-10 tourney. You know the phrase that I hate so much, but yet I use it anyway. If 
the playoffs were to begin today. But those four teams are separated by one game in the standings. One game from the Warriors down to the Pelicans. And then if you throw the Mavericks in there who are in danger of being caught, or even the Clippers also in danger of being caught, as I say, we're talking about a total three and a half games in the standings and only three games in the loss columns that separate those teams. And if you include the Thunder, just four games. So technically, the Thunder are not out of it either. The Lakers were five games below 500. They've won a few in a row now, so they're getting closer to the Mendoza line. And the Thunder are hot on their heels. It's very technical to start the show. (laughs) But I just want to emphasize the point that it's total insanity. It's like a preview of March Madness, but it's coming in the NBA. And so, as I say, more of a sense of urgency this weekend. You could really feel it. Going back to the second highest scoring game in history on Friday. I can't tell you I love this. But in double overtime, both teams over 175 points. That's weird. But it is the new NBA. And then on Saturday, you get a little bit of the East. Locking horns. The Celtics, the Sixers, two of the top three in the Eastern Conference and a couple of late dramatic moments. One that counted, one that didn't, but it was still fun to watch. The Milwaukee Bucks are closing in on the Celtics too. And they've been trying. They've been nipping at their heels for a while, but now 14 straight wins. And then again in the West on Sunday where the Nuggets and the Clippers go into overtime to wrap the weekend. Man, Clippers had a rough weekend. (laughs) The Mavericks blow a 27-point lead to the Lakers. Thought Kyrie was supposed to be the savior. The Suns, they're trying to hang on to their position in fourth place, waiting for KD. And then there's Dame. Actually, I should say even before Dame, the Warriors and the Timberwolves went down to the wire as well. And remember, those are two of the teams that are in that 7-10 tournament right now. So the Warriors are back above 500. The Timberwolves have dropped three in a row, and they're below 500. So you blink, and everything can change. One night, every night, shuffles the deck in the Western Conference. Now, the Trailblazers are just two games below 500. They've only won five of their last 10, so they're inconsistent. But Damian Lillard is on a one-man mission. And I don't know. I wouldn't put it past him. The way he's playing lately, I wouldn't put anything past him. So it's a Sunday night. Thanks for joining us. After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Last week, I wasn't here on a Sunday night, so I missed a lot of the drama of, well, it was the All-Star game, so never mind. Uh, But this week, I'm working the first four days of the week, but then off for a long weekend to visit mom in Houston. Really excited about that. So that, of course, means that there's got to be a bunch of cleaning and packing taking place this week. I'm not good when it comes down to trying to get ahead of the game. I don't know what it is about me. Since I was a kid in school, I always wait till the last minute. But I do my best work under pressure, so there's that. (laughs) So it's going to be a great four days. Excited to have producer Jay back from his vacation week. Uh, And so we're... Full steam ahead to March. It's full steam ahead to March. 
So you can find me on Twitter, A-Law Radio. On Saturday night, I was not watching basketball. There is a photo of where I was. If you want to check it out on my Twitter, A-Law Radio, maybe I can throw up a photo on Facebook too. Uh, now that Jay is back and I actually have some help with the social media. Uh, so that's where you can find us, our YouTube channel as well, After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Uh, glad to have this opportunity to reconvene on a Sunday, Sunday night into a Monday morning. Uh, if you checked out all weekend, well, don't you worry. We got your back. So Damian Lillard, he didn't need to be out there until there were 90 seconds left in the fourth quarter against the Rockets. The game was well in hand, but there was history on the line. Reddish holds on to the ball, finds Dame off the screen. He goes left, crossover, steps back, fades away, three, buries it! <laughs> Franchise record, 64 for Damian Lillard. He is crushing every scoring record in franchise history. 121-105. Well, leave it to Dame to first pick off a franchise record. And Lillard, I think, deserves to hold all these franchise records. Sure, the Blazers have had other incredible players in their history. My favorite thing about Dame, in addition to how incredible he is as a basketball player, and the fact that he can score from pretty much anywhere inside half court. And honestly, we've seen him hit a few three-quarter court shots as well. I love that his expression never changes because he gets into that mode, into that zone. And if you see the highlights of this game, he was virtually unstoppable. He was scoring on the dunk, which you don't see very often from Dame, but he actually took a couple of guys off the dribble and was able to jam one through the rim on the dunks, on the drives, and on the deep shots. All of it. He was able to score on essentially anything he tried. And so a brand new Blazers franchise record, but even then, not done. James got his hands on his knees in the corner. Dame fighting through, gets tripped up, now gets the ball out of the wing, puts up a challenge three, and hits it. 69 for Damian Lillard. 126-109. Dame's got it. 145 to play. Bump, drives, runs it up. Yes! 70! 71 for Damian Lillard. Oh, man, I got goosebumps. I got chills. I'm seeing history. Dame is the eighth player in NBA history to score 70 or more. We got, I think, 23, 22 games left after this. Um, and we need to win as many as possible. And, uh, you know, obviously being shorthanded, I know that it's going to be a team effort, but I feel like I got to, you know, do my best to be aggressive uh, and just try to do what I can to make sure that we get some wins. And, you know, that's all the case was, was tonight. I wanted to be in attack mode. I got it going, and I just stayed aggressive. We don't get the chance to experience things like this a lot. I've been around the league a long, long time. And uh, 71 and how efficient he was, I mean, that is just incredible, man. I sensed that very early. And then he just, he stayed so aggressive, you know, the entire time. And the ball just kept going, kept going. And then they got out, you know, started coming up to the level, and he was forcing them. They was fouling them. I mean, I said, dang, this, is, this could be one of those special nights. 
It definitely was a special night. First, you hear Damian Lillard on Root Sports Northwest and then his coach, Chauncey Billups. Here is your Damian Lillard nerd alert. In addition to setting a new franchise record with 71 points and a new career high with 71 points, did you know Dame is the oldest player ever to eclipse 70? In fact, he's the only guy over 30 who's ever scored at least 70 games in an NBA franchise. This is, I mean, this is something that I don't think about much with Dame because I know he's been around a long time and he's been in Portland a long time. He wants to win there. He continues to put everything he's got into it. He stays relatively healthy. I mean, he has a few injuries, but takes care of himself. And in 39 minutes, he becomes the oldest ever to eclipse 70 and only the eighth player in NBA history to do it. But he's an old head and look at him busting through that glass ceiling. Also the second most three pointers made in an NBA game on this night. He goes 22 of 38 overall 13 of 22 from beyond the arc, a perfect 14 for 14 at the free throw line and also throws in six rebounds and six assists. And yes, 41 at halftime. Let us know this was something special in the works. I came out, uh, you know, I got, I saw it go in a few times, and I just stayed aggressive. You know, I didn't ease up. I didn't, you know, try to back off or anything. Uh, they're a competitive team. You know, they play hard. They play with a lot of energy, and they put pressure on you with that, the effort that they play with. Uh, so I just wanted to stay aggressive, like I said. I finished the half strong. The second half, they came out and gave me a lot of attention, and I just wanted to, to be patient. You know, I didn't want to try to come out and get back on the heater. Uh, so I, I just kept making the right plays. And, you know, Matisse hit a couple threes. He had a dunk. Uh, T. Watt was in the middle of the paint, and he had some good plays. And I think that softened him up, and then I was able to, you know, get a little run going again, and then it just turned back into what it was in the first half. Lillard's not kidding when they desperately need wins, and he points to that because, again, they're on the outside looking in right now and can't really afford to waste any of the opportunities they have in front of them. You would think, of course, that the Rockets are a gimme. It's, they're beatable, but as we've seen this weekend in the NBA, but over the course of the season as well, you take a team lightly, and it's to your own detriment. It's after hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. A half game out of that 7-10 tournament. Damian Lillard reminds me of a player like, say, Mike Trout in baseball. Or try to think of another player that we would love to see in the postseason that we just don't get enough of. Or that I always am left wanting more. We've seen a fair number of series with the Blazers in the postseason. But I always think it's Dame. He should be on the game's biggest stage. Namely, the Western Conference Finals. The NBA Finals. So that was one of the dramatic moments, dramatic performances from Sunday. But there were more. The Lakers, weirdly enough, <laughs> even though they're also below 500 and on the outside looking in, their second rally from at least 25 points down this season. And it comes at the expense of the Dallas Mavericks in Dallas. You want to talk about stunning. There was a third quarter 12-0 run and a bit of a scare, actually, with LeBron James as he 
went down, kind of grabbing his foot, his ankle, maybe his heel. There was a lot of speculation. His ankle was retaped. He was able to finish the game. And between the offense of LeBron and Anthony Davis and the defense of Jarrett Vanderbilt, one of the new guys that came over before the trade deadline, he was matched up on Luka. After Luka Doncic had a big first quarter, he really had to fight and scratch and claw for everything the rest of the way. And so the defense of Jared Vanderbilt can't be overlooked. AD with 30 points and 15 rebounds, but mostly wanted to talk about Vanderbilt following this rally. Very valuable. Um, you know, being out 27, 14 and, you know, a half, and he comes out and, you know, set the tone for it defensively on Luka, getting some steals, um, making him shoot some tough shots, you know, his rebounding on both ends of the floor. Um, they just started, you know, a, a effect for our group uh, to lock in defensively. Each and every game, we've, we've gotten better. We've got more chemistry. So just trying to keep building in that right direction as we, you know, we keep progressing. Um, I can see the chemistry getting there, you know, each and every game. So, uh, yeah, like I said, we need every game right now. So just continue to fight and, you know, play in every game like, like we need it. And I think we did that tonight. So LeBron James appears to be okay. Mostly the Lakers are feeling that same sense of urgency that I talked about. Now, at some point, we'll hear from Jason Kidd. From Luca, Jason Kidd actually dropped the phrase, they need to grow up if they want to be a contender. So, working on the audio. You can find me on Twitter, A Law Radio. Love to start out the work week with you. Also on our Facebook page, After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Elsewhere in the league, 99th career double for Nikola Jokic. That was a game against the Clippers that goes into overtime just moments ago, finished up. Quinn Snyder does, in fact, get a new gig with the Atlanta Hawks. Remember, he's a former Hawks assistant under Mike Budenholzer, was just there one year before he made the jump to the Utah Jazz, led them to a half dozen consecutive playoff appearances. In Major League Baseball, the pitch clock controversy already taking over spring training. If you didn't see it, There was a moment that really underscores the type of frustration that we could see a bunch until players get used to these new rules that baseball has instituted. All about pace of play. That's what Rob Manfred cares the most about. Manny Machado. I thought he had a fat contract before. He's got a new one. And then if you were paying any attention to football over the weekend... Maybe you saw the new rumors and speculation about Russell Wilson trying to pull a KD in Seattle before he was traded. So we have a lot to get to. Here's what I want to know from you. In light of the scoring in the NBA, going up, 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 up. In fact, think Kings Clippers over the weekend. I know it was double overtime, but 176 to 175. That was the final score. That's an all-star game. Well, an all-star game of, say, I don't know, 10 years ago. An all-star game that people actually watched. We know very few people watched this year's. But in light of Dame being the second player this year to go over 70, multiple games over 60, even more over 50, it actually 
Seems like 70 is the new 50. <laughs> it's that rarefied territory that it's hard to get to. How long do you think it'll take before someone scores 100 in a game again, like Wilt Chamberlain? How long? But maybe you don't think it's possible. I kind of watch the way that things are playing out now, and it seems to me like it's only a matter of time. Maybe it doesn't happen this season. And it would certainly be a Herculean effort. But I feel like the second a player got close to that, well, then you're going to have his teammates feeding him. It just, it really would be about getting a super hot start like what Dame had tonight, 41 in the first half. It's hard to replicate, obviously. You're not asking teams to lay down. And allow it to take place. But I don't know. I feel like it's maybe just a few years away where we get one of these perfect nights where everything comes together. By the way, I I was doing some research on Wilt's 100-point game. Just to go back and, and see what it was and the circumstances. It was in the early 60s, Hershey, Pennsylvania. Place I am familiar with, but mostly for the chocolate, not for... The sports arena. Do you know, according to the records, that night, there were barely 4,100 people in the building. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That's just funny stuff. It's just funny to compare. This is why it's so hard to compare eras in sports. So, what do you think? How long until someone has 100 points in a game like Wilt Chamberlain did in the early 60s? It's good to connect with you. We're just getting started. A busy weekend, but yes, a visit to mom on the horizon, which makes me happy. We'll get more from Portland around Dame's performance of 71. But Nikola Jokic, the Denver Nuggets, fighting off all challengers in the West. That's coming up next. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 18 feet out, drive towards the middle of the paint, looking to get to the dotted line, four to shoot, fade from 12, in and out, back in again. Kawhi Leonard, cool hand Kawhi delivering. He's got 31, Clippers 115, Nuggets 113. Leonard once again going to try to get to his spot in the short corner, and they get it to him to your side. Double team being shaded by Jokic again. Oh, back down on Jamal Murray. Leonard to the dotted line, fades away, gets it to go. Kawhi Leonard, kaboom. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Kawhi Leonard is also locked in as the NBA season grinds through its stretch run. 33 points really keep the Clippers from keep the Clippers from essentially running out of steam and not having the energy after what they had to to battle through on Friday with that double overtime game in Sacramento. Actually, saw I think it was De'Aaron Fox. One of the Kings say, I never want to play a game like that again. (laughs) So you're talking about some older players for the Clippers, right? Kawhi Leonard, Paul George. These guys are not spring chickens. They got a lot of mileage on their body. And so for Kawhi Leonard, it was impressive to see him raise his level of play in the late stages of this Clippers-Denver Nuggets game. This was in the Mile High City in the fourth quarter. It's Kawhi that kept going to and going to. And it was he and it was Nikola Jokic who were going mano a mano and Kawhi was able to hit some critical shots to not only keep his team in it, but also help to force overtime. But this is just two nights after he has 44 in that loss against Sacramento. It's after hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS sports radio, different gear for the nuggets in OT. Murray, head fake on the three. Back over to Jokic. Good time job of killing the clock. Hook shot won't go. Got his own board. It put it up and in. Nine-point lead for Denver. It's a 9-0 run for the Nuggets to start overtime. Jamal Murray at the midcourt circle. He goes to the right hand. Throws it off to Jokic at the nail. Spins on Gordon. Jumper. Got it! Denver's up by 10. They're going to come back and beat the L.A. Clippers in overtime. 132-122. to So you hear Jason Kosmicki on Nuggets Radio before that. It was Noah Eagle on Clippers Radio. And yes, they maybe have a little more gas in overtime. They've got the crowd behind them as well. And so they're able to find another gear and the top seed in the West. They grab another victory. It's after hours on CBS Sports Radio. Stop me if you've heard this before. But Nikola Jokic with another triple-double, his 14th In the last 19 games, it's about as close to automatic as you can get these days. 
40 points in OT, 17 rebounds, 10 assists. He goes 12 of 15 from the free throw line. Even though he's got guys who are scratching him, his arms have got a bunch of scratches at the end of the game when he's being interviewed. Yeah, this guy, as I say, whether it's the scoring, whether it's the ability to dish and distribute to his teammates, he's fighting for rebounds as well. He is all over and he's automatic. That's three-time MVP, you know what I mean? So there's nothing else more to say. For me, it's, there, there is, there's nothing to prove. You know I mean, I think for everybody in this room, there's nothing to prove. Um, but there's a national audience out there, and then I think it's great that this game was on ESPN so he can continue to showcase his abilities. And I couldn't agree with you more. Nicola impacts the game in so many ways. He does. He has the ability to not only score and do it in a variety of ways. He likes to get close to the hoop, face up to the hoop. He likes to, they run the pick and roll with Jamal Murray, which are the pick and pop too. Hard to defend with those two guys. They've also got Michael Porter, who had nearly 30 points in this game. Some huge threes late. It's a very deep team. When Jamal is healthy, it's a different team. And so the Nuggets maintain... Their lead atop the Western Conference now sitting at 43 and 19. Same number of wins as the Bucks, but the Bucks and Celtics have two fewer losses. Though the Nuggets have a much much more comfortable lead atop the West. As for Ty Lue, they go from that overtime loss in Sacramento to now the overtime loss in Denver. Rebounding's always been a Achilles heel of ours and like you saw on that last shot, you know, we up one. Murray shoots a half-court shot, you know, hits the rim, and they get offensive rebounding, get a three-point shot, and go up two. So um, just those little things, like, you know, but the biggest thing for me is just the way we started. You know, you can't get down 15, 16 points to a good team like this, and then you got to fight and claw back. But overall, I liked our grind and our grit. You know, I thought Russ did a good job tonight. Um, probably should have played him a little bit more. Um, but we got a, we caught a good rhythm and a good flow, kind of took the lead, and so I kind of stuck, stuck with our guys. So Ty Lue and the Clippers with a tough weekend. Now they're still in a situation uh, that they are able to stay out of the 7-10 tournament if they take care of their business. Um, there's obviously going to be a lot of a lot of that battling so hard in the, in this group of the West that these teams are kind of taking each other out, but also the, the wins and losses will cancel each other out, if that makes sense, meaning it's going to be a one step forward, one step back, two steps forward, two steps back. It's going to be really difficult for any of these teams to be able to either make up a ton of ground or to lose a ton of ground. So, some may defend, uh, depend, excuse me, on injuries. Also, it may depend on whether or not they defend. <laughs> uh, I mean, we're talking about such a tight group in terms of ability as well as the standings. And so as long as the Suns, for instance, who are kind of at the top, they're sitting in that fourth place spot 10 games out. The Clippers are 10 and a half games out. The Mavericks are 11 games out. Now, if the Mavericks keep melting the way that they did against the Lakers on Sunday, well, they're going to find themselves in that 7-10 tournament. But if you can keep your head above water, if you're the Suns or the Clippers, keep your head above water, stay above 500, defending is going to make a huge difference, then you should be in good shape. But the Clippers dropped two really painful games 
two games, three overtimes, and let me see how what was their final total today. 124 tonight, 175 the other night. We're talking about 300 points scored in the span of essentially 48 hours. That's a lot of effort. <laughs> That's a lot of time on the court. And so we'll talk more about the Clippers, even as they now have Russell Westbrook. So they make that trade, but they lose two pretty critical games in the Western Conference over the weekend. By the way, Russell started and had 17 points in this game against Denver, but only played 25 minutes. You can find me on Twitter, A-Law Radio. How long until we see someone match Wilt Chamberlain's 100 points in a game? I think it's coming. I'll give it three years. Three years. And no, I don't mean an all-star game. Although that's probably coming too. I can imagine that it might get orchestrated. <laughs> so we'll talk Clippers at the top of the hour when Law Murray of The Athletic joins us from Denver, fresh off what was an overtime affair won by the Nuggets. Nikola Jokic, is there anyone who's going to unseat him for a third consecutive MVP award? He may not be the best defender out there, but I don't know how you don't tab him as most valuable for a team that is sitting in first place again in a heavy-handed West, a wild and wacky heavy-handed Western Conference. It's After Hours on CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Now Joe Ingles thought he got fouled in midcourt, but he passes it out to Holiday. Holiday takes it down low. He fades. He fires and hits. Left baseline jumper from Drew Holiday, who has become the Bucks' primary source of offense with 20 points now in the game. Bucks by six again with two and a half to play in the third. Middleton running the other way. Takes it all the way in. Puts the shot. Popping in with a foul. Cash money. Middleton never hesitated. Took off. And the rest took care of itself. They're out there with Lopez, Crowder, and Ingles. Holiday pulls up. Shot on the way. Got it. Three-pointer from Drew Holiday, who delivers in the clutch yet one more time. Bucks by two with 2.06 to go. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. 
Dave Kane on Bucks Radio. Even without Giannis Antetokounmpo, 14 straight wins for the big bad Bucks. Remember, not so long ago, a championship in their future. So they definitely have that pedigree as well with their core group. It's after hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. This game with the Suns in town, but no Kevin Durant just yet. Uh, not sure if we got an update following this game from Monty Williams, but I know they the reports out there are that he is expected to play on this road trip. So the Suns right now are there in that group where they're all knotted together in the West, as I say, four games separating uh, the fourth place team on down to the 13th place team. And even as the Suns run into the Bucks, uh, they next will hit Charlotte as part of this road trip. So it goes Milwaukee and then Charlotte. And then after that, they're in Chicago and then Dallas for a nationally televised game. From the category of you can't make this stuff up, could Kevin Durant be on the court next Sunday in Dallas with Kyrie Irving in a Dallas Mavericks uniform on the other bench? Come on, bro. That's interesting. Uh, it Just like I thought it was super convenient, and I know these schedules are put together months and months and months in advance, so I'm not saying it's a conspiracy or anything, but just how it worked out that it's LeBron James and it's Kyrie Irving in a nationally televised game not long after Kyrie is traded to the Dallas Mavericks. It's the dark side. Embrace it. Oh, I do embrace it. I do love the dark side of the force. So Milwaukee, Charlotte, Chicago, Dallas. That's the four-game road swing for the Phoenix Suns. We'll see if I can find an update. I have to read some of these game caps and see if there's anything about Kevin Durant that might indicate when he's coming back. But what I've heard is that it's likely to be on this road trip. But this particular game belonged to, well, it belonged to a former son named Jay Crowder, I think. That's kind of cool for Jay, who gets traded away, as some other guys did, to make room for Kevin Durant, who, of course, calls himself one of the best players in the history of the game. (laughs) Jay Crowder is not making any type of claim. And in this one, he comes off the bench, but he scores seven in a game for the Bucs that is also a W. Saying to myself, like, goodness, we're a deep deep team. Buck can go a lot of different matchups, a lot of different uh, uh, lineups on the court. Um, I just feel like probably one of the deepest teams I've ever been a part of. I felt like it was just a pivotal win for just just for my um, just for my mental, um, just moving forward, just feeling good and knowing that we just. I knew they was going to play hard for a fall game. That's a great team. That's a good team over there. So I just want to get the win just to keep this um, good winning streak of, of playing good ball for us uh, going. Yeah, these are the type of critical wins, the wins that require everyone that you've got and the wins that go down to the wire that really help you to become a, a playoff-ready team, a battle-tested team. And though the Bucks do have, as Jay Crowder points out, a very deep team and a deep team with a lot of history, a team with a core that has been together. Right now they're playing without Giannis. And so in the absence of Giannis, uh, you need guys like Jay, who is a role player, but is going to give you everything you've got. he's got. He's intense. He's tenacious. He's a veteran. He's going to work hard on defense. And sure, he'll give you some points now and then as well. But he's a glue guy. And then in your starting lineup, well, you've got Brooke Lopez, who has 22 and 13 rebounds. 
A lot of times his stats go up when Giannis isn't on the court for obvious reasons. He gets more touches. He gets more touches and more looks close to the hoop. There's obviously more rebounds there for him as well. But give him credit for stepping into that void. When there's no Giannis, it really does become critical for Brooke Lopez to to take on the challenge of trying to fill that hole. And and while you're never going to completely fill the shoes of Giannis, we're talking about a completely different athleticism and just a different game overall for Giannis versus Brooke. But someone's got to get the rebounds, and Lopez very often steps into that void. And then there's Drew Holiday, who has got a take-charge mentality. And what I love about Drew is that he is a little old school, but he's a little new school. So here's what's old school about Drew Holiday of the Bucks. He is okay with being the point guard who distributes. He is okay with being a point guard who sets up his teammates. He is okay with running the floor, head up, looking to not just start the play, but orchestrate the play, whatever it is that the Bucks need. He's okay with not being the star of the show. It's a definite trend in the NBA over the past, let's say, 10 years or so, where the point guards have become the stars of the show very often. We're seeing fewer and fewer quality superstar big men. And even with Nikola Jokic, he definitely is a center. He definitely is a big man. But he doesn't play like your typical back-to-the-basket power forward or center. So more and more, the emphasis in recent decades in the NBA has been on wing players and then point guards. Think about the number of scoring point guards that we have in the league. Steph Curry being the first that comes to mind, but not just him. Obviously, a Chris Paul, who's an older guy, but a scoring point guard. I could go on and on about the number of point guards in the league who very often look to score first. And that's not a bad thing if that's what your team needs. And if you don't have one, well, a lot of times you can be in trouble because that's what you're matched up against, especially in the playoffs. But Drew Holiday can not only score when he needs to, 33 points tonight, but he can also distribute if that's what is required of him, and he doesn't have any problem with it. I love that Drew is willing to do whatever it takes to win. As I say, he's old school. He's not looking for a lot of the attention, though, boy, he commands it when he has a game like he did tonight. And so 22 for Lopez, but 33 for Holiday. Just the defender he is, the player he is, you know, he's one of the top uh, two-way players in the league, and, you know, at least top three, you know, uh, just absolutely phenomenal, you know, just just the best two-way player in the league, uh, and those are the plays he makes just time and time again. Yeah, so he not only enjoys the offensive side of the game, but he'll also play hard on defense against the better point guards in the league. He can be very effective. And he's okay with doing whatever's required. He wants to win, which is what that says of him. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. I swear when I first heard that Brooke Lopez cut, I thought he said, well, it sounded like he said, he's one of the best Twitter defenders in the league. (laughs) Nope, not that. (laughs) So... Oh, goodness. One of the top uh, two-way players in the league. I mean, when it's okay, it doesn't sound like that anymore, but when it's slowed down, okay, rolling my eyes. I actually had 
my fill of college students for a while over the course of the last week. So, and I bring this up because of social media, but you all know that I was at Syracuse on Monday and had a chance to do a Q&A with students at the Newhouse School of Public Communications where I got my master's degree. So that was really a full circle moment. And I've heard from a bunch of students this week. It's been great to connect with some of them and excited to be a part of that faculty in such a small role moving forward. Uh, But felt very welcome on Monday. And then on Saturday, now this was pre-planned. I wasn't... It wasn't looking at this as a connection to Syracuse. It predated my commitment to Syracuse as an adjunct professor. But I was asked probably going back last September. And I remember at the time that the request showed up in my email box thinking, wow, this is a way out. I'm not sure I'm going to remember this uh, in with everything else going on in football season. But I was invited to speak at the annual IBS college media conference and it's a a huge conference that takes place well it's been on zoom the last couple of years but it takes place at one of the big hotels one of the big Sheratons in Midtown in Manhattan New York City and it's featuring college students from all over the country so I met college students from Florida and Indianapolis and Tennessee and Pennsylvania and of course a, a good chunk of the Northeast as well it was pretty amazing to be part of that And both times with Syracuse and with the two panel discussions I did for college students on Saturday, I don't, people ask about social media. I don't remember if that's how it came up, but I always am really honest about the fact that I have a love, hate, mostly hate relationship with social media and the face that they all give me, right? Because they've probably been checking their social while I'm talking. I say to them, just wait. Just wait. Once you become a working broadcaster in this in this business, you will hate it too. <laughs> oh my gosh! So yes, there's definitely a learning curve when you become a public figure and you get on social media. But we use it because it is to our advantage to be able to connect with you the way that you use social media. So I put up a post about Wilt's 100 points in a game. Wowzers, it's going to happen. I'll give it three years. How long for you? We're going to talk Clippers next. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 